Season 4, Episode 24, our first midweek bonus episode after uh, the big Christmas break. Yeah, decided to take a week off from stupidity, so, well, let's just give stupidity a chance to catch up. Trust me, we've got more than we can handle. In fact, we've got enough stupidity to carry us over into the new year. Because for something, for some reason, there's just something about the holidays that brings out the stupid in all of us. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. Saint Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. And there's been plenty of stupidity over the Christmas holiday. Took a week off to sort of catch a break from all the stupidity, and boy, oh boy, we've got plenty to give to you in our midweek bonus episode here today. Mm -mm -mm. <sighs> yes, and uh, even more for the weekend episode. And then some left over to start the new year. My, oh my. You know, and I don't know what everyone got for Christmas. I I got a French press coffee maker. So needless to say, I have been overdosing on caffeine most of the Christmas holiday. <coughs> mm -hmm. Oh, and I also got a nice new watch. My wife got me a very nice watch. That's not just any particular watch. You might think, well, I'm not a big watch person, but on the face of the watch is, of course, the uh, Arkansas State University Red Wolves. That's what makes it important. Yeah, no, it's just a timepiece, but still. That is another way for me to rub it into the face of all those people that like to root for those little pigs at the University of Arkansas, which I will not name. Did uh, you get any toys for Christmas? A lot of adults probably did because they're buying them for themselves. Really? I mean, there are two things keeping the toy industry afloat, inflation and a consumer group known as kidults. <coughs> That's an actual word, kidults. These kids at heart are responsible for one-fourth of all the toy sales annually. That's around $9 billion worth and the biggest driver of growth throughout the industry, according to data from the NPD Group. Now, uh, this cohort, which NPD defines as ages 12 and older, has been steadily contributing to the industry for years, but spending has accelerated in the, week of, uh, in the wake of the pandemic, which has led to year-over-year -year gains despite tough comparisons. It's an important moment, you see, for the toy industry too, see, with the past holiday season. While sales surged across the board for board games and puzzles and playsets during the pandemic, the first nine months of 2022 saw a 3% decline in sales volume. Higher toy prices helped outweigh these losses as the sales revenue for the time period jumped 3%, according to NPD. So now we're getting toys for the kids and mommy and daddy too. <sighs> yeah, I can just see mommy and daddy playing with their Hot Wheels while the kids are playing with their video games or something. It's, I don't know. What's, anyway. Well, I love spinach. Don't like much any other kind of greens. Totally can eat spinach any way you fix it. And as far as I know, I used to watch Popeye cartoons, and Popeye used to eat spinach for strength. I don't remember him getting high off of it. But in Australia... There's been more than 130 people got an inadvertent high because they ingested contaminated baby spinach. Now the nation's government is urging consumers not to try to achieve 
that food born high on purpose. Authorities have issued a recall for 13 spinach-based foods items due to potential contamination with unsafe plant material, according to the Food Standards Australia New Zealand, uh, the agency there. More than 130 people that ate these products sold under four brands at stores such as Costco and Aldi and Woolworths have experienced symptoms including hallucinations, delirium, blurred vision, and such, all per The Guardian. Trust me, more people will eat spinach to get high than to get healthy. Although I can't help but see Popeye in an entirely new light now. Hmm... I eat my spinach so I can get high. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Yeah. Well, I like this. The the name of this product probably could not get any more clearer. So how do you not know this? There's a bunch of people that have been posting on social media that I've seen. They have just come to the realization. Nutcrackers can actually crack nuts. Who would have thought? Whoa. Kind of seems like most of them are young people who've uh, only experienced those pre-shelled nuts that come in bags. So they've never had to actually remove the shells or maybe didn't realize that nuts even had shells in the first place. Meanwhile, older people are just amazed that anyone did not know nutcrackers can crack nuts. It's literally the entire name. Some people who didn't know might just think of the play, The Nutcracker. So maybe they just assumed the doll versions came from that. Never really gave it any more thought. Well, if you didn't know and want to try, be careful. Because a lot of those nutcrackers you see around today, they're more decorative than functional. And they are not really meant to crack nuts so they may not have the oompa to do it. And you may end up just snapping off the handle instead. But no, that's where they come from, people. They are actual nutcrackers. I don't want to hear of anybody using nutcrackers for nefarious purposes, if you know what I mean, for cracking other kind of nuts. Otherwise, well, we'll be forced to have to talk about it on the podcast. Well, there's a 46-year-old man who's facing charges after investigators said more than 100 animals were rescued from deplorable conditions inside his home. Prosecutors charged Larry McAdoo after officers were called to his home for an animal cruelty complaint, according to WITI. They said, I've never seen anything like it. It was like a Noah's Ark. It had everything says the executive director of the Milwaukee Area Domestic Animal Control Commission, Karen Sparapani. She took in the rescued animals, and in court paperwork obtained by WITI, officers said they found, and you may want to make notes here, 25 dogs, 23 birds, including chickens, ducks, parakeets, a turkey, and a macaw, 14 rats, 8 hamsters, seven hedgehogs, six lizards, six rabbits, five guinea pigs, four cats, four chinchillas, three tortoises, two alligators, two snakes, a goat, a ferret, and a coon. What about the partridge in a pear tree? All of this found inside the house. Now, rescuers told WISN that removing some of the animals, specifically the long-horned goat, was extremely difficult as the animal tried to headbutt animal control officers. Sparapani told WISN, getting him out of the attic was a challenge because it's not like you can just put him on a leash. The animals overall were described as uh, friendly and not aggressive, except maybe the goat. But then again, how many non-aggressive goats have you really met? Well, there's a man from the United States has smashed the record for the most ornaments ever that has been hanged from a beard and done so in such a creative manner that it resembles a Christmas tree. That, according to the Guinness World Records. The record-keeping organization reported that Joel Strasser of Kuna, Idaho, 
set the record for the most beard ornaments when he adorned his uh, face with an astonishing 710 wearable multicolored holiday ornaments. <laughs> Joel informed the Guinness Book of World Records that the process is laborious and demands a lot of patience. I'll bet it does. The process of attaching all of the bubbles to his beard took two and a half hours. Took almost an hour to take them all out. Hmm, that's what you call a real, real beard bubbler. He said after achieving the feat, December of 2019 was the first time I stuck an ornament in my beard and the first time I broke the record. Ever since then, I've rebroken my own record every Christmas as I have improved my beard bubble technique. <clears throat> well, there you go, folks. Some folks have talent. Other people have beard bubble technique. Maybe my insane Florida nephew, who is so proud of the beard he's growing, might get it long enough that he can give the guy a challenge. <laughs> well, couples that booked a New Jersey wedding venue are fuming. They are hot to trot because, well, the decor is being changed from gold and white to almost black and blue. The Madison Hotel in Morristown announced the dramatic switch with a photo of the ballroom on its Instagram, leaving brides and grooms-to-be in a state of shock and wondering how to reconcile their themes with the new color scheme. According to NJ.com, one woman who toured the room in the fall and signed a $30,000 contract says, I feel deceived. They're just literally ripping the carpet out from under us. Please say this is a joke, said another woman on Instagram. No one mentioned black walls when I booked my wedding. The hotel says they have no plans to delay the renovation. I don't know. Have you ever been to New Jersey? Yeah, that sounds about right. The decor is being changed to almost black and blue. Huh? Sounds like a great excuse for these couples to just elope. Well, people have also been caught cheating, you know, in HOV lanes with those fake people in the passenger seat. We've had many stories like that here on the podcast. But here's one that's holiday-themed for you. A driver in Arizona was caught driving in a carpool lane with an inflatable Grinch sitting in the front seat. According to the Arizona Department of Public Safety, they posted a photo online, and it's really pretty funny, actually. Definitely we'll have to put this in the insane Eric Lane's uh, Stupid World Telegram channel. So that means if you have the Telegram app, you can join the channel and check it out. Of course, the driver probably is not laughing. The trooper pulled over the car, confirmed that there were no other passengers in the car, and issued a citation. It's unclear exactly how much the ticket was for, but according to a report from 2018, local fines for HOV violations actually start at 400 bucks. Now, before you say they should get credit for creativity, consider A, it's illegal, and B, true creativity would be dressing the Grinch in clothing. Now, that might have actually worked. The cop couldn't believe it, though, when he saw this. He was like, geez, lady... You really are a heel. You can't drive in the HOV lane with a Grinch in the front seat, unless, of course, it's that one family member who hates the holidays, of course. <laughs> Here's something I think I, we all can identify with. Nobody wants to have an appliance with a zillion and a half settings on it. Most of us just want something. You can push the button and turn it on and let it do its thing and turn off. You know, it worked for so many years. But a new poll asked people to think about their appliances and pick the one that is the most confusing. Maybe it's one that has a bunch of buttons and lights and modes. But you just stick with the one settings that you know. In the end, it was the washing machine that got the most votes as the most confusing appliance. <laughs> How about the old scrub board huh? and the wash tub? Huh? The microwave obviously was second. I can understand that. Then there was the dishwasher and the oven and the freezer. The freezer? What's complicated about a freezer? It just opens and closes, right? 
the dryer came in sixth, then there was the refrigerator, and finally, the coffee maker. Overall, 20% of people say they don't have a clue what most of the settings do. They just ignore them and use the one or two settings they know. Sounds like these smart appliances are becoming smarter than the people operating them. Most appliances, you know, have a cheap, simple version. So save your money and stick with those if you don't want complexity. I think the most of the confusion, though, kind of comes from the high-tech smart ones, though. You know what I'm saying? I love the ones that can tell you when you're getting low on milk. <clears throat> you have to figure out how to work it first. All right, what? You got to tie your smartphone into? Look, we've got appliances at our house. They got the QR codes. And you aim your camera from your smartphone on the QR code. And that, that's where you get your manual. They don't even give you a printed manual anymore. You got to take a picture of a little squiggly mark and then open it up in your smartphone. You should see the fits it gives my wife. Not to mention my mother-in-law, who can't even see that clearly in the first place. She goes to turn on the oven light and the vent fan comes on. <laughs> Honestly! We, uh, this is a true story. My, my wife went to go get ice out of the refrigerator and could not get any ice to come out. Why? Because grandma, who is also trying to get water out of the refrigerator, inadvertently hit the lock button and locked up the refrigerator. So we couldn't get any water or ice out of the refrigerator. I'm telling you folks, it's the chickens are coming home to roost. Well, Pope Francis warned Vatican bureaucrats to beware. The devil lurks among them, saying that it's an elegant demon that works in people who have a rigid, holier-than-thou way of living the Catholic faith. Holier-than-thou? There's a lot of Baptists that fit into that category, too, there, Popey. Well, Pope Francis used his annual Christmas greeting to the Roman Curia to again put the cardinals, bishops, and priests who work in the Holy See on notice that they are by no means beyond reproach and are in fact particularly vulnerable to evil. Francis told them that by living in the heart of the Catholic Church, we, quote, could easily fall into the temptation of thinking we are safe, better than others, no longer in need of conversion. Hmm... An elegant demon? Interesting. Is it me or does it just sound like the Pope has a little too much of that sacramental wine? Of course, I'm pretty sure the elegant demon is just a code for horny priest, if you know what I mean. Well, an anti-Christmas culprit spent a day stealing Christmas decorations and spoiling the holiday spirit in a rather quiet town. Now, you may have heard this story before. But this did not happen in Whoville. It's a story of a Christmas chaos that took place in the Metro Memphis community of Collierville, Tennessee, according to the Collierville Police Department. You see, the CPD said they were made aware of the holiday treachery when a grandmother and her grandson were at home when the grandson heard a noise in the front yard. The grandson looked out of the window and saw a man carrying inflatable Christmas decorations from the front yard. Police said the grandson chased the man, who ended up being identified as a 51-year-old Troy Page, chased him down the street, caught up with him, and demanded the man return the stolen inflatables. Now, maybe his heart grew three sizes at that moment, but whatever the cause, CPD said Page complied with the grandson's request and returned the Christmas decorations valued at about $400 before running off again. And shortly afterwards, police pulled over a woman with brightly colored inflatable Christmas decorations in her back seat. Those inflatables, that was a two-piece Grinch, an Olaf, a black dog, a snowman, and a Mickey Mouse, were still connected to stakes and were mostly dirty and moist, as if they had just been pulled out from the outside. The woman told police that she just returned from the casino and had bought the items from Paige. As she was being questioned, her phone continued to light up with calls from Troy. While officers interviewed her, Paige was found nearby and on along the uh, Shelton Road and Sweetie Lane. And when officers spoke with him, he said he would call a woman who would pick them up. CPD said those calls went to the woman who was currently being detained with the Christmas decorations in her back seat. Page, by the way, has a history of theft, according to the police, and he was arrested and charged with theft of property under $1,000. Wow, 
quite a big market for front yard Christmas ornaments. I don't know, is there a big resale market for stolen Christmas ornaments or something? I don't know. And if so, is it like half off after the holiday, like in stores? You know, really. I mean, stealing ornaments straight off of somebody's lawn is just terrible. These two should have uh, just stuck with stealing packages off the front porch like the rest of the crooks. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk called Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. Well, in this insane two weeks in review, a Biden administration nuclear waste official, Sam Brinton, is now out of a job after being accused of stealing airport luggage in two separate incidents. They just simply could not keep Sam on board because it was just too much, too much baggage. Hopefully, Sam learned a very valuable lesson, though. As a politician, if you want to steal, you've got to launder money through foreign countries. Rudy Giuliani now owes his ex-wife $14,000 for his slice of their country club fees. Needless to say, this divorce has been a real kick in the golf balls for Rudy. He absolutely has to pay out this money now for their country club fees. No ifs, ands, or putts. <laughs> and according to a new survey, nearly half of Americans feel bad calling out of work when they're sick, mainly because... They're already used a bunch of time off back whenever they were pretending to be sick. The poll of about 2,000 adults in the U.S. found that 41% won't use a sick day even if they're really ill, which means they're going to work sick, a.k.a. they're moving from their bedroom to their living room. And a Florida realtor was stunned to find a nude couple romping in the pool of a property she was preparing to show a client. There wasn't any swimming going on, but there was definitely a breaststroke. The uninhabited intruders told officers they had specifically come to the property to have sex and were unaware that their plan constituted a crime. I mean, look, if they just wanted to get wet and also go for a dip in the pool, I guess, right? A man who was kicked out of a restaurant in Boca Raton for being belligerent decided to protest by dropping his pants on the sidewalk, exposing himself to those eating outside, which was uncalled for because nobody ordered bratwurst. But according to the police report, Todd Gallagher didn't just drop and run. No, he performed some acrobatics and a musical number. The bad news is he's going to jail for a while, but the good news is he can now begin a new career as a male stripper. James Cameron is going to be forced to miss the was forced to miss the Hollywood premiere of Avatar: The Way of Water in Los Angeles due to his testing positive for COVID. Marks the first time in film history that everybody at a premiere is jealous of someone who caught COVID. The director said that he was feeling well and asymptomatic, but due to the protocol, any imminent promotion for what is said to be one of the biggest movies of the year will be done virtually, which is uh, great because if you can't turn the movie off, at least you can cut the director's live stream, which is good. One person has been arrested following a six-person brawl at an Arizona Coyotes game. This is absolutely shocking. People go to Arizona, Arizona Coyotes games? That's new. 
Now, one of the fighters reportedly bit the tip of a man's finger and had to be transported to a hospital for treatment, but it could have been a lot more painful. At least it was just the tip. Jay Leno was recalling the moment that his face caught on fire during the recent garage blaze that happened at his house, and it must have been a seriously big fire to cover all of that chin surface area. Okay, I'm just teasing, because, you know, luckily, Jay is okay. Unlike the state of late-night TV ever since he, Letterman, and Conan left, of course. And MLB shortstop Carlos Carrera has agreed to a whopping 13-year, $350 million deal with the San Francisco Giants, and the Giants fans are thrilled, at least until they get their bill for beer and popcorn. And many are congratulating him on the incredibly large sum of money. But after hearing that he has to spend the next 13 years in San Fran, they're also sending their condolences. President Biden reportedly was upset about the media's constant coverage of his age. Joe still feels like a spring chicken, but he's moving around like a chicken with his head cut off. Now, Biden, you know, who turned 80, is now the oldest serving president in U.S. history. But somehow, someway, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue has become an assisted living facility. According to new research, vaping fails to help people quit smoking tobacco cigarettes. But most people who vape are used to failing at things in life anyway. Vaping can actually cause serious bodily harm, mainly because when you vape, everybody in your vicinity just wants to punch you in the face. New research out of Rutgers has found that feeling connected to one's neighbors appears to promote better health outcomes. But if you become friendly with your neighbors, you get stuck in small talk constantly, so many people would rather die. Study authors report strong neighborhood connections mitigated the negative impact of living alone on death rates among older adults, which would explain why President Biden is constantly surrounded by people in D.C., the Metropolitan Transit Authority is considering a new device that can detect which subway station elevators smell of urine. But why waste the money when we all know that they all smell that way? Actually, I take that back. Some of them smell like poop instead. And a U.S. woman living in Ireland broke a Guinness World Record by putting on 19 pairs of underwear in 30 seconds. There's really no good reason to do this, unless, of course, she was planning on eating way too much Taco Bell. But one thing's for sure, married men are not stunned by this. They'd be a whole lot more surprised to see a woman take even just one pair off. <clears throat> and a Domino's pizza branch in Malaysia has apologized after a customer received a dirty pizza cutter in their delivery box along with the food. The customer was appalled. And after looking at the food, he was surprised by the dirty pizza cutter, too. Oh, look, it could have been worse. The guy could have ordered Papa John's. President Biden warned African leaders that there will surely be another global pandemic as he announced millions of dollars in USA to the continent. And he's speculating that the next pandemic will happen just before November 2024. Yeah, Biden also said he would seek congressional funding for an ambitious project to ensure all Africans have Internet. After all, they deserve to go online and make fun of Joe just like the rest of us. James Cameron's long-awaited sequel of Avatar The Way of Water now is in theaters. It's been 13 years since that first one came out, so you got to admire Cameron's determination to make the same mistake twice. It's three hours and 12 minutes long. Perfect for the holidays. Mainly because you can now take your extended family to shut them up for a while. And Good Morning America 3 anchors Amy Rohrbach and T.J. Holmes trying to make the relationship work despite the toll it's had on their careers. The bad news is that they might be done filming for ABC, but the good news is they can always have a career filming a different type of entertainment. And during their game versus the L.A. Lakers, the Celtics guard Marcus Smart reportedly left the court to vomit which is definitely a legitimate way to react to LeBron's flopping. The game went down in Los Angeles, so naturally Smart went outside and released his body fluids on the sidewalk like everybody else. Residents of San Bernardino County, California, they voted to research the possibility of secession from the state, which means even Californians can't stand California. Voters approved a ballot measure directing officials to look into the legal realities of separating from California to establish a new state. Californians are finally putting their collective foot down, even if it means stepping in piles of human poo-poo. 
and a Florida man suffered serious injuries from an alligator bite after he decided to wash his hands in a pond. Of course, this is kind of shocking. People in Florida wash their hands? I mean, who the heck washes their hands on a Florida pond? It's even filthier than using the average Florida Flint, Michigan sink. An Ohio man is accused of pointing a gun at the Columbus Walmart employees during, during a robbery, but uh, the employees are fine because that's the least scary thing that they see while working at Walmart. And inmates at a prison north of Barcelona have produced thousands of clay figurines of world leaders and celebrities with their pants down and defecating. But in President Biden's case, the pants are on. Originally, the uh, <clears throat> Kegener or the Pooper figurines were shepherds hidden among the nativity scenes. But this tradition from the northeastern Catalonia region of Spain has expanded to include famous figures in the headlines over the past year. Now, this sounds fake, but much like these figures, <clears throat> we aren't full of crap. According to a new report, there's a chance for Netflix to produce more Adams Family spinoffs following the major success of the show Wednesday. I'll bet they make a show about Thing, you know, because spinoffs these days are really getting out of hand. <clears throat> the 25-year-old professional boxer Teofimo Lopez said in a recent interview that fighting is better than intercourse. <sighs> Now, that guy certainly can dish out a pounding. But he likes doing so in the ring way more. <laughs> this guy says fighting is better than sex? Yeah, yeah just wait till he's married. Then it's all fighting and no sex. And a top Space Force official is reportedly still on the job <clears throat> after allegedly keeping sex toys in his office and wearing a mankini over his clothes at an office holiday party. <clears throat> he's probably still working because they admire his passion for exploring Uranus. Billionaire Elon Musk was spotted at the World Cup final in Qatar with Trump White House senior advisor Jared Kushner. Such controversial figures at this game. And aside from the Qatari politicians, these guys were there too. Musk announced his presence in a tweet at the start of the highly anticipated match, which he then proceeded to live tweet coverage of. He spent so much time on his phone at a sporting event, you'd think he was a teenage girl dragged there by her dad. Musk also, also recently shocked Twitter users after he posted that poll asking whether he should resign as Twitter CEO. And, of course, the majority said yes. <clears throat> um, but, of course, we're still waiting to get the mail-in tweets. Should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of the poll, Musk tweeted. Now everybody's begging the U.S. president to post the same kind of poll. And an iguana caused a large-scale outage in Lake Worth Beach, Florida, the third iguana-triggered outage in the city for the year. Definitely annoying, but people in Florida are just happy it wasn't yet another local man pulling out his lizard. Now, the outage impacted about 1,400 customers in Lake Worth Beach, but power was restored within about 35 minutes. But still, residents say they barely made it through the while, dealing with over a half an hour with no Wi-Fi. The U.S. Geological Survey says a huge 6.4 magnitude earthquake struck off the coast of Northern California. There was complete chaos and utter destruction everywhere. And then the earthquake happened. Fortunately, though, the worst thing that happened was 65,000 people in the area lost power, which was really sad because then they couldn't charge their Teslas and Lucids. Producer Barry Bruckheimer says Pirates of the Caribbean franchise is going to be rebooted with a younger cast. The Pirates will be young and chasing booty and also looking for treasure. And another Pirates movie starring Margot Robbie is still in the works as well. The female Pirates don't mess around. See, they make you walk the plank and they tell you why. And director James Cameron was caught flipping the bird at fans that booed him for not signing autographs. Now, this is deplorable behavior. What grown adults still ask for autographs? Yeah, I mean, fans were asking for autographs, but look, after seeing Avatar... Why the heck weren't they asking for refunds? New holiday research has revealed the average person strings up more than 3,300 feet of Christmas lights in their lifetime. And 3,300 feet is also how far most light hangers have fallen off of a ladder in their lifetime as well. The study also found 60% of those that celebrate Christmas put up decorations every year without fail. Decorations, you know, can be a major pain in the butt, which explains why so many people drink that special eggnog. 
And forecasters in Florida had those falling iguanas when the Arctic cold front swept through the U.S. and that hard freeze hit parts of the Sunshine State, including where my insane Florida nephew lives in Jacksonville. Jeez. You know, Floridians saw more big lizards than the average male strip club patron. Florida's invasive species got so cold, and other than New New Yorkers who moved there, their iguanas got pretty chilly too. Yeah. An Australian man says he let a huntsman spider live in his home because they have an appetite for cockroaches. This guy is somehow able to keep his fear under control, but what he really needs is pest control. Can you imagine having a foot-long huntsman spider living in your home? Or better yet, can you imagine resisting the urge to light the house on fire? The Philadelphia Eagles delivered 35 cheesecakes and 25 large fries to the Jacksonville Jaguars for defeating the Dallas Cowboys. Who knew the best way to say thank you was by giving people explosive diarrhea? Yeah, with the Cowboys' loss to the Jaguars, NFC East Division rivals Eagles can clinch the NFC's number one seed and a first-round playoff bye by winning just one of the three final games, so hopefully they don't choke like the Cowboys normally do. And a group of bondage suit-wearing citizens in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, recently petitioned the Florida city for a tax-funded dungeon. At this point, why not? We already lose so much to taxes, it feels like we're all going to be spanked anyway. And if they do get their tax-funded dungeon, we should all be allowed to get to go as well. You know, after all, it'd be nice to be placed in handcuffs by somebody other than the cops. And cops disguised as Father Christmas and Santa's little helpers arrested a drug gang in Peru. So not only are these people going to jail for a while, but they're also going to go straight to the naughty list. The agent seized 6,000 small packets of cocaine paste, 104 cocaine powder, 279 of marijuana. But what they were really looking for was milk and cookies. Finally, TMZ Sports has confirmed Los Angeles Lakers co-owner Jeannie Buss and comedian Jay Moore are indeed engaged to be married. Wow, no comedian has dated out of his league like this since Pete Davidson. We all knew Jay Moore was riding the bus. But look, I thought it was the one traveling throughout the city. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Award. You know, the holiday season is supposed to be all about giving, but a group of thieves in Espanola, New Mexico, decided to go full Grinch on a small beef jerky shop instead. According to the local news outlet, KRQE, three suspects broke into Didi's Finest Beef Jerky, it's a specialty retailer, twice during the first weekend of December. The suspects let themselves in at 10 p.m. on a Saturday and then came back for a second time at 4 a.m. the following day. Now, the store's security camera caught the as-yet-unidentified individuals filling a trash bag with packages of beef jerky. 
Denise Vigil, the owner of Dee Dee's Finest Beef Jerky, said that between two to $3,000 worth of beef jerky was stolen. Vigil told the outlet that the suspects took much of the store's holiday inventory. She said, it just broke my heart. We're a small business. We're a family business. We're here to help the community, not trying to get rich off the community. Back in New Mexico, Vigil urged anyone with information about the beef jerky theft to call the store or email them. I mean, look, who steals from a small mom and pop shop like this, huh? I'd say these, these creeps really put the jerk in beef jerky, you know? Hopefully these jerky crooks will go to jail. Then they can deal with their cellmates' meat. <clears throat> and then there's this. A 51-year-old South Florida woman claiming to be a psychic has been sentenced to federal prison along with her 42-year-old partner for conning a woman out of more than $3 million. Now, the fraud ran for several years and only ended after the victim could no longer afford to pay for money-cleansing rituals. Samantha Stevens, a self-professed spiritual consultant, was sentenced to two years, six months in prison. Michael Paul Guzman was sentenced to three years and two months. Both had pled guilty to money laundering in Miami federal court as part of a deal with prosecutors. Stevens and Guzman also agreed to pay nearly $3.2 million in restitution to the victim. Stevens was portraying herself as a psychic and fortune teller in 2012 when she met a victim in Miami. Stevens gained the victim's trust and convinced her that a curse had been placed on her and her family. Stevens claimed she needed to perform rituals on large sums of money in order to lift the curse. <clears throat> the victim was told failing to do so would result in harm to her and her family. Stevens and Guzman spent the victim's money on vehicles, property, and casino gambling. The relationship between Stevens and the victim lasted until 2016, when Stevens cut off communication after the victim no longer could pay, the rich, pay for the rituals. When Stevens severed the relationship, the victim contacted the federal law enforcement. Look, I'm glad these two con artists are going to prison, frankly. But look, if, if you give $3 million to a psychic, you deserve to be broke. I mean, I like how the article says she claimed to be a psychic, as if there are real ones out there. How right about this? A 52-year-old Florida man is facing charges after he allegedly hit his wife with a Christmas tree after she asked for help with making dinner. Richard Atchison was arrested by police on multiple charges, including domestic battery. Officials said the incident happened at his home in Fruitland Park. Now, according to the affidavit, the pair had gotten into an argument after the woman asked for help with making dinner, and at some point, the woman reportedly put a spoon in the sink and accidentally splashed Atchison. The report said Atchison lost his temper, began packing his things, and went outside to his vehicle. He then came back into the home because he'd been drinking and told his wife to leave instead. When she tried to leave, deputies said Atchison shoved her, then picked up a Christmas tree in the corner of the room and threw it at her, striking her in the process. Authorities said he then blocked the front door to prevent her from leaving. He's booked into the Lake County Jail without incident. Now, of course, this jerk was consuming booze. I mean, he started all this by egging her on after drinking too much eggnog, right? I tell you, Floridians constantly amaze me. Only in that state could a Christmas tree somehow be used as a weapon. But what about this? There was a man accused of pointing a loaded gun at several patrons, threatening to kill them after they were offered free pizza at a North Fort Myers, Florida Cuban restaurant and now faces multiple charges. According to the arrest report in the Lee County Sheriff's Office, 34-year-old Kristen Andrade Benangas of Houston, Florida, pointed what witnesses called a machine gun at several patrons eating at the restaurant. Andrade Benangas became upset because those accepting the pizza from the restaurant had already eaten their food. After the argument, Andrade Benangas retrieved the firearm from his pickup and pointed it at six patrons as he threatened to kill them. When deputies arrived, the patron that recorded the incident played the footage for the authorities. After they got a description of the suspect's vehicle, the deputies blocked off New Post Road and spoke with the security guard at the entrance of Old Bridge Village, and deputies then canvassed the area, eventually locating the pickup. Andrande Benegas drove and arrested him. He now faces six counts of aggravated assault and a $30,000 bond, and he remains in custody, according to jail records. Terrible incident, and everybody's glad the creep got arrested. I think the real crime here is that pizza's being served at a Cuban restaurant. What's going on there? This is the most offensive thing to happen involving a machine gun since the last Machine Gun Kelly album.
And you got to check this one out. A Southern California man shot by a homeowner after trying to steal a goat and a dune buggy from the residence. Now, in the press release, the San Diego County Sheriff's Office said 36-year-old Alexander Belinsky was shot by an elderly homeowner who sprung to action after noticing that Belinsky was trying to steal a goat from his San Marcos, California home in the North County region of San Diego. 79-year-old homeowner and his 60-year-old wife heard Belinsky rustling outside with the goats. When they went outside to stop him, police said Belinsky pushed them to the ground. And at that point, fearing for the safety of his wife and himself, the homeowner went back inside and grabbed his rifle. While the homeowner was inside, police say Belinsky placed the goat in the dune buggy on the property and attempted to start the engine to prepare to flee. Belinsky got out of the dune buggy when confronted by the husband, according to police, who then charged him and grabbed his rifle. At that point, the rifle was fired and a shot hit Belinsky. Deputies from the San Diego County Sheriff's Office arrived shortly after and placed Belinsky under arrest. Belinsky was then transported to a local hospital, treated for non-life-threatening injuries, and the male homeowner suffered a few cuts on his hands but was otherwise not harmed. The homeowner's wife didn't suffer any injuries during the incident. Belinsky has been charged with robbery, elder abuse, attempted vehicle theft, residential burglary, animal cruelty, and battery. San Marcos, the land where men may be women and the goats fear nothing. In the spirit of being open-minded, perhaps the goat wanted to go for a ride and the man was just trying to hook him up. <laughs> I don't know. And you'll never believe this. A 27-year-old Knoxville, Tennessee homeowner shot and injured a naked and violent man that broke into his neighbor's house and ransacked the place. Drake Combs allegedly broke into a house and ransacked the living room and he threw objects at the homeowner and told him to leave. The homeowner and his wife then fled to the home of the neighbor who reportedly grabbed a 9mm handgun and went to investigate. The neighbor found the suspect in the driveway after the suspect allegedly jumped on the resident's car, broke the windshield, and swiped the windshield wiper as a weapon. The armed neighbor reportedly ordered Combs on the ground, but the suspect continued with his aggressive behavior, sparking the neighbor to fire a warning shot into the ground, and Combs then allegedly swung the windshield wiper aggressively at the neighbor, who shot him once in the chest. Combs was taken to the University of Tennessee Medical Center and was listed in critical condition. The Knox County Sheriff's Office and the Major Crimes Unit are investigating the incident, and Fox News Digital reached out to the Sheriff's Office for updates on the case but did not immediately get a reply. The neighbor shot this naked guy because he also had a weapon? Yeah, not only was this psycho using a windshield wiper, but he also had his love gun hanging out. This naked dude had to be hammered drunk. I, I bet he'd drink one too many nude hard seltzers. And one more here for you. A Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania man was jailed on attempted homicide and related charges after allegedly firing a shot from a handgun during a confrontation over a fast food order. Stroud area regional police say they were called for the incident around 8.42 in the evening at a Little Caesars Pizza on Washington Street. The pizzeria's adult male manager and two juvenile employees were inside the business. The suspect, identified as 37-year-old William T. Papone, was in the rear parking lot where he was taken into custody. Through interviews and reviews of interior and exterior surveillance videos, detectives determined Papone had called the business twice to complain about not receiving his order. Papone was argumentative and asked for the business's address, which was provided, said the police. He allegedly then showed up entered the business, and began arguing with the manager. At some point, he removed a handgun from his jacket pocket while continuing to argue about not receiving his order and approached the manager to gain access to the area behind the counter, according to the release. He fired the gun, and the round struck the manager's shoe, causing damage to his shoe but missed his foot, according to the release. Pabon was sent to the Monroe County Prison to await his arraignment on felony charges. <laughs> the poor guy running this Little Caesars could have been seriously hurt. And other than eating the pizza, he could have gotten messed up by that bullet too, you know. Of course, the gunman clearly makes bad choices in life here, which is obviously how he wound up at Little Caesars. Now, don't forget to rate and review the podcast with that five-star rating, you know, because I always try to pick five-star stupidity. If you review... Uh, the podcast, and it is stupid enough, I just might feature it on an upcoming episode. And when you rate and review the podcast, it helps the podcast to show up prominently in those searches. And you know, folks are out there searching for stupidity. So please share the podcast on your social media so that you're not so stingy with your stupidity either. And don't forget, click that subscribe button so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. And avoid 
the annoying buffering when you are in crappy Wi-Fi or cell coverage. Just download every episode. It's much easier, okay? Now, I recommend also using Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. There's a free version at your app store, but there's also two types of paid versions as well. I liked it so well, I decided to buy it. By the way, this, of course, is uh, the midweek bonus episode. It's one of two feeds that you get every week. Aside from this, we've also got the weekend episode that features uh, Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills also against Pancho with our insane game show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel, where you can read articles from each of the episodes' stupidity, comment about what you've read, share the articles with your friends, prove the fact that there are stupid people out there. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. Get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insaneericlane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is free of charge in both desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. Don't forget to follow me using the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter. And of course, you can visit my website with all of this stuff is at InsaneEricLane.com. And for my verbal meme for this week, I love the smell of freshly brewed coffee in the morning. <clears throat> and I love the sound <clears throat> of nobody talking to me while I drink it. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.